Welcome back to Work, Love, Pray, Real Talk Grounded in Truth. I'm Jordan Johnstone. Your tribe, your group, your clique, your sounding board, your homies, whatever you call your community, it is an integral part of your life. And it's what makes you who you are. And when that community is not at 100%, you likely start to notice that you are not at 100%. And it's not a secret that Forward highly values community. I mean, we've built communities in cities across the country, and we're aiming to reach 10 million women by 2030. (laughs) And in being so passionate about building communities, we're also acutely aware of how a fracture in a community can quickly, effectively and sometimes permanently just bring it down. So how do we build a healthy community that is in line with God's vision for his children? How do you bring back a community that's dealing with internal or even external issues that are tearing it apart? What should our goal be when we come together as a community of Christian women? Well, joining me today to answer all of those questions and more is Marion Medina, Forward's new director of programs. And prior to joining the Forward team, Marion served in pastoral ministry for 17 years at three local churches, including most recently Willow Creek Community Church. So during her church ministry, she incorporated her organizational development skills with her practical knowledge of effective discipleship to create growth strategies that focus on the equipping and mobilization of congregations on the mission of Jesus. She also directed vision and strategy for the Alpha Chicago Board during her tenure as chairman of the board, and she partnered with Dr. Rick Richardson to develop and launch the nationwide Church Evangelism Institute, which is a ministry of the Billy Graham Center of Wheaton College. As a member of the Christ Together Midwest Board, she provided guidance, training and strategy, and individual coaching for pastors and church leaders throughout the central United States. Marion and her husband, Ray, reside in Dallas now and have two adult children and two amazing grandchildren. So Marion, thank you so much for being here today and and being willing to tackle those questions. (laughs) Thank you, Jordan. It's good to be here. (laughs) Well, since you're new to the Forward team, I would love to start off by asking how you first connected with Forward. And could you share maybe some of the goals that you have for your new role with Forward? Because the director of programs is actually a new role on the team. Yeah, that's that's a great question. Um, it's an interesting story. It was a it was a real God thing. I was introduced to Forward back in 2019, before the pandemic hit, uh, <laughs> through one of the board members who I met through ministry at Willow Creek Church, and um, uh, she invited me to an event in Dallas, and I came, and I was just blown away by Forward. Uh, blown away by the community of women, the supportive nature of that community, and just the uh, the vision and the mission of Forward to, to help women in the workplace reach their God-given potential with confidence. Um, it was just obvious in everything that they were doing. And uh, I got very excited about Forward, very excited about just the potential for this organization that that impact it could have on the world. Um, and then uh, met a different board member who then became my mentor. Uh, and then when this position opened up, it just kind of made sense. My husband and I had already made the decision to move to Dallas. So um, 
Forward is, is mostly virtual, but a lot of the leadership actually lives in Dallas. So that was just part of the story. And um, I just felt like God was leading at every step of the way. Mm. Mm. And as far as goals for this position, uh, another great question. We are just in this time of tremendous change at mm. Forward, uh, yeah. ending 10 years of ministry and starting 10 more. Mm-hmm. And I am just so excited to get all the programs kind of marching in this new direction. We're, we're just looking at ways that we can exponentially increase the influence of Forward uh, to empower women in the workplace and to to change the world. Hmm. So, you know, it's just a little job. (laughs) (laughs) Just, you know, a little side thing we got going on. Oh, man. Well, so for the month of October, we're discussing redefining community um, because let's face it, we've all had to do that over the last 18 months. (laughs) So from your own experience and speaking to how our community groups have fared, because you are, you are over them now, you're working with them. How do you think the experience of community has changed? Well, it's changed in many, many ways, but Mm -hmm. before we even go there, I mean, let's talk about Let's talk about why we need community in the first place. Yeah. Um, you know, why why do we even join into a community or a community group? Mm-hmm. Um, the key is that we were created for community. God mm-hmm. created us with this need for other people. It's woven into our DNA. Yeah. And you know, studies show that we actually live longer and we're generally physically healthier when we have a good, healthy support network of friends mm-hmm. and uh, just people around us. I, I think if you look at the definition, the dictionary definition of a community, you'll find something that reads like a group of people living in the same place or having a particular characteristic in common or a feeling of fellowship with others as a result of sharing common attitudes, interests, and goals. Mm -hmm. And that could either lead us into healthy community, as you just said, um, where we have common purpose, where we're all trying to live out this mission of Jesus, Mm -hmm. or it could lead us into unhealthy community because if it... Left to our own devices, often we will just seek out people like us, people Mm -hmm. who think the same way we think, who look the same way we look, who live in the same place we live in. And we can get into a situation where we're just reinforcing things that we already think and believe instead of being stretched and grown and shaped by our community. Uh, we We need healthy community that actually helps us grow as people. So let's talk about what role did God design for community? Um, Because he obviously did. And so how is community talked about in the Bible also? Well, the entire Old Testament is really the story of the community of God's people, right? Mm -hmm. And I I think that that's a, a very interesting story. And certainly there's lots to learn from the Old Testament story but a lot of that is what not to do, right? (laughs) So I think what's especially helpful is to look at how Jesus talked about community in the gospels or how Jesus lived out community in the gospels. Because what Jesus did is he formed a community of disciples and followers who were on mission together. 
Mm-hmm. And they were learning from Jesus, learning from each other, and then going out and doing good in the world with Jesus through the power of Jesus. Yeah. And it's really a model for true community. Mm-hmm. Um, true community, see, is built on a foundation of, of shalom. And that word needs some definition because when you hear the word shalom, you may think peace and certainly peace is part of it, but it's not just the absence of conflict. Mm -hmm. It's God's original dream for the world. Um, It's what God envisioned for the world before human rebellion came into the picture and messed everything up. So shalom is justice and equality for everyone. It's it's everyone sharing in the goodness of God and no one in need, relationally, mm. economically, spiritually. And then it's it's everyone taking personal responsibility to live out Jesus' directives. You know, the most important commandments, love yeah. God, love others, and then the golden rule, do to others what you want them to do to you. Mm. And you know, as followers of Jesus, we are actually Jesus agents to spread shalom to the world. Mm, So we are on a mission of restoration. We are Mm. here to restore all things to the way God intended them to be. Mm. And we don't do this alone. Of course we couldn't. So we do it in the power of the Holy spirit and we spread shalom wherever we are, you know, to, to our little corner of the world. And then Finally, we do this with humility because we recognize that we are not God. (laughs) And as a result, we don't have all the answers. So we need to learn to listen. We listen to God through scripture and prayer and the Holy Spirit. And then we need to learn to listen to each other because God God speaks to us through other people. Mm. Listening is like key to community. Yeah. I mean, just look at look at the rest of the Bible, the the epistles, right? Um, Paul and other New Testament writers they called for unity, they called for uh, tolerance and lack of judgment on other people. They called mm-hmm. they called churches to common purpose. All of these things require the ability to listen well to to others. Mm. Well, if the last eighteen months has impacted someone's community. And let's be honest, that's probably everybody. (laughs) I have not heard of anyone who has not had something happen to their group of people. How can someone who has, has had something happen to their community, how can they get the train back on the tracks and start forming a healthy community in their life again? That's, that's such a good question because let's look at how community has changed in the past 18 months. And honestly, it's changed for good and it's changed for bad. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, one way that it's changed significantly is that when we were all in lockdown, we all went into this virtual community, right? We, mm-hmm. we started having our meetings online. We started having uh, get-togethers with friends online. Uh, and, and everybody is meeting virtually and that, that can be good. That can be bad. Uh, we were certainly missing the in-person, um, spontaneity maybe, um, think about social media, just even over the past few years, not to mention the last 18 months, but, uh, past few years, social media, uh, it, social media can take us to a place where we're not being real with each other, where Mm -hmm. we're we're really tempted to wear a mask all the time and present a certain image to the world. 
And then you add to that the fact that we've got all these algorithms that are uh, messing <laughs> with us yeah. Yeah. And, and learning what we want to see. And mm-hmm. so they are narrowing our world and making us mm-hmm. less likely to listen to voices that differ from ours and opinions mm-hmm. that differ from ours. Yeah. But then the good, the really good thing that I think happened in the last 18 months is that isolation gave us space to evaluate Mm. And to think about the community that we had been involved in or engaged mm-hmm. in. And was that really the best form of community? Right. So it, you know, maybe some of us asked questions like, were the were the members of our former community helping us grow as people? Mm. And did our community challenge us to follow Jesus more closely? Mm. And would the would the people in our community be there if we needed them in a crisis? So yeah. a lot of us lost the water cooler relationships in the office. And maybe we were letting that kind of substitute in a way for true community. And yeah. when we walked away from that, we realized, wait, those weren't deep and lasting relationships necessarily. So we've had this time to sit back and to think, what is it that we really, really need in community? Yeah. Well, and like you said, it was a mixed bag. Uh, Some good, some bad. So, uh, you know, for the people who really their community just experienced the bad um, and, you know, maybe it was fractured by negativity or tension or hostility, because that can even happen virtually. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. How, if you're in that situation, that is what happened to your community in the past 18 months. How can, let's say, bridges be built to try to get the community back? Wow. Yeah. You know, at some point with some groups, you mm-hmm. need to just take a step back, right? You need to say, hey, this isn't, this isn't healthy. Um, but there, there are ways to repair and there are ways to build new community. So let's just look at three. Um, Be a friend. Let's start with that. Don't wait for somebody to be a good friend to you. Be a good friend to somebody else. You know, you take the step. You make the move. And that involves risk. So the second thing is you've got to take some risks. You've got to get out there. You've got to invite people into community. Um, and, And that is sometimes scary because you risk rejection. You risk whatever. But honestly, people are starving for yeah. community right now. And yeah. if we if we are willing to step on on a limb and take a risk, the likelihood of somebody being interested in being involved in community is, is really high. Yeah. Um, but then the third, and as I said, and this is just key to healthy community, the third thing to do is to learn to listen well. Mm. So how do we do that? Well, first of all, we need to get curious about other people's stories. You, have you ever been in a conversation, Jordan? And um, I, this happens to me all the time, so I'm going to put it on me. But I'm listening to somebody, but what I'm really doing is formulating what I'm going to tell them when they're done. Oh, yeah. right? <laughs> like, could you please stop talking so I could t- tell my story? Right. And, we really need to get curious about other people's stories. Mm -hmm. I started this practice um, years ago, just starting asking people the question um, right off the bat, hey, tell me your story. Hmm. And then really, really deeply listening instead of letting it remind me of something in my own story, but just trying to stay very focused on somebody else's story. And it is 
absolutely fascinating and eye-opening and gives you insight into a person that you just can't get in any other way. Um, and as you listen, as you truly deeply listen, people will open up more and more because where does this happen, right? Where right. are we genuinely listened to? So listen to people's stories and seek out those stories and be genuinely curious about the people that God has put around you. Yeah. And then secondly, um, seek to understand, so don't don't go into a situation already deciding that you are going to impose your opinion, but seek to understand, to truly understand what somebody is telling you. Um, listen to, to what they're saying, ask good questions, all of those kinds of things. Um, so get curious, seek to understand. And then... Uh, one of the most effective things I was ever given in my life were active listening tools or skills. Mm. And really, when you use active listening skills with people, uh, it will just it's a game changer. It will really just turn things around in a conversation. It'll turn things around in a group. So what are those? Well, we can um, we can reflect back to people what they're saying. So listen mm -hmm. really well and then just say, this is what this is what I hear you saying and reflect it back to them. It just shows them that we are honestly, deeply listening. Mm -hmm. We can um, we can paraphrase what they said and then we can ask clarifying questions. Did, is this what you're trying to say or is this am I understanding this correctly? Um, those kinds of things. Those tools are incredibly powerful, so powerful that they can actually be manipulative. So mm -hmm. we want to use them in the best way possible. We wanna use them back to that first thing to be genuinely, lovingly curious about other people's stories and uh, to really learn where people are coming from. Yeah. And then and then finally, you, you do get a chance to talk, right? It isn't all about listening. <laughs> but, but when you do share your story and your opinions, do it with humility. Because it's back to that whole thing about not being God. We, you know, who are you not? We are not God. And yeah. as a result, we are going to be wrong at one point or another, at some point in our lives. Yeah. So when you share your opinions, when you share your story, do that with great humility. And, you know, well, this is what I believe. This is what I think. I That's, that's what I always try to start my, my opinions with, because yeah. it just softens the... Uh, softens the conversation and, and leads to, to more communication. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I do that with emails. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, I, if I'm presenting a new idea or something like that, I mean, I, I am always very mindful to put it on me basically. So yeah, mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. that. you know, and then, and back to the listening portion, I, you know, for me, that's, one of the main reasons why I look for community, you know, mm -hmm. is I, I would like to have somebody that could listen to me. And, you know, obviously you have, you know, your, your spouse or, you know, maybe even your kids, if you have older kids, but there's just something about having a place that you can go to where they will listen to you hopefully. Mm -hmm. And then also, like you said, respond, you know, and, and give back and, you know, either speak, speak Jesus into you or, you know, just, just be there. You know, I mean, I think that's a big part of community too, is that, 
sometimes we just need somebody there. <laughs> you that, know? that is um, so true. And you know, Jordan, yeah. since I've been on staff with Forward, mm-hmm. I've been asking the question to women over and over in the C-level community, in our community groups, and our mentoring program, what drew you to Forward? Mm-hmm. And the answer that I receive, the number one answer that I have gotten back is the community. I, I, here I have found my tribe. I have found a place where I feel supported, a place where I'm heard. It's, it's those kinds of things. It's this, it's this beautiful vision of community for women in the workplace. Yeah. Well, and so for probably the majority of the people listening, you know, we, we are Christ followers. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, that is going to probably be the main drive behind the community that we seek out. And, you know, we, like you said, you tend to look for people like you. So, you know, we are probably dealing with quite a few communities of Jesus followers. So I would love to have you share what, what should the ultimate goal be for a community of Jesus followers? Well, it's, it's pretty much what I said earlier about individuals, right? As mm-hmm. followers of Jesus, we are his agents to spread shalom to the world, yeah. to restore all things to the way God intended them to be. And God created us to do this in community. So we do mm-hmm. it as individuals, but we do it as communities as well. Yeah. And one of the things that got broken when human rebellion entered the picture was in God's original design, women and men were created to be equal partners, right? They were equal partners and tending for and caring, <clears throat> excuse me, caring for creation. Yeah. Marginalization was a result of the rebellion. Yeah. So we see throughout scripture, the tragedy of women not reaching their God-given potential. And conversely, we see the amazing things that happened when women were empowered to step up and do good in scripture. Mm-hmm. And we see that in history as well, don't we? Both, <laughs> yeah. both sides of that coin we see throughout mm-hmm. history. And you know, at Forward, our mission is to help women in the workplace reach their God-given potential with confidence. Mm-hmm. And we've been doing this now uh, for 10 years. We, yeah. we just passed our 10-year anniversary. And over those 10 years, Forward has empowered 750,000 women. Mm-hmm. They have These are women who have found community. They have found confidence. They've learned to integrate their faith with their work. They've learned how to live out their faith in the workplace. Um, this, is, this is an amazing accomplishment. And yet we have this incredible goal that over the next 10 years, we want to empower 10 million women in the workplace around the globe to reach their God-given potential with confidence so Mm -hmm. they can change the world. And so, you know, we're doing this uh, uh, with with a lot of different ways. We're looking at our programs. We're looking at our our giving models. We're looking at everything. And we're, Mm -hmm. one of the things we're doing is we're going to be launching a campaign called Journey Forward. And Journey Forward is we're going to be inviting all women who have benefited and who are benefiting from Forward's various forms of community, the C-level community, community groups, the mentoring program, and even our digital community, right? Mm -hmm. We're inviting all of those women to be part of the adventure. So Mm -hmm. beginning in 2022, we're going to be launching with new content and a fresh focus that will help women become the world changers God intends them to be. 
And then we're also going to be instituting a new sustainable giving model that will enable us to reach and empower exponentially more women over the next decade. So this is such an exciting time for Forward. And I am just thrilled that we are going to be inviting everybody to be part of what God is about to do in the world through Forward. Yeah. I, I agree. I mean, I, you said we've, you know, this is our 10 year mark. I have been here for eight of yes, those 10 you years. Have. I can't believe. Um, and yeah, so I have seen where we have come from and I am amazed at where we are, but I am just, I'm so excited about where we could be in 10 years. So yes, it is an exciting yeah. adventure to be involved in. <laughs> and we are so happy that you are. <laughs> Well, so last question, um, it's become kind of a tradition that we, we ask this question of everyone, but I would love to know if you could say only one thing to a woman in the workplace today, what would that be? Mm, that's, that's good. You know, I would say you were created in God's image mm. and God has a purpose for your life and your work. But you need healthy community to really realize all that you were meant to be. And you need community even to clarify your purpose and your calling. Mm -hmm. See, God designed us so that none of us alone would have all the answers. We <laughs> need each other. Mm -hmm. So everything that I've said, I'll sum it up this way. Learn to listen well. Learn to build bridges. Be a friend. Take a risk. Find a community that will empower you to be all that God created you to be. And then I would say, go out in the name of Jesus and change your corner of the world. Well, thanks so much for joining me for this conversation with Marion. For more information about today's episode, just go to forwardwomen.org slash Marion. That's the number four, W-O-R-D-W-O-M-E-N dot org slash M-A-R-I-O-N. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe to Work, Love, Pray on your favorite listening platform and leave a review. Your review will help more people discover Work, Love, Pray, so your feedback is greatly appreciated. As you move forward on your journey to work, love, and pray well, don't forget to make time for real talk grounded in truth.